Okay, so what were we saying about Fernando and, and, and Taylor Swift? Okay, literally, <laughs> so because the Super Bowl is, at the, at the time we're recording this, the Super Bowl is today. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sad for Fernando because I know that he's <laughs> absolutely sulking on the missed marketing. He's because I know the NFL is absolutely, fl- like, flipped flexing the hell out of taylor swift like oh yeah yeah absolutely he's everywhere and so i know fernando alonso is just sitting with his head in his hands like if only (laughs) if only this was a real thing and the amount of viewership i would have brought to formula one like formula one (laughs) could have its own super bowl (laughs) yeah oh taylor oh Uh, if I was, uh, I was feeling 23 when oh. we met. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, yeah. But I, I also just imagine he'd be like, oh, it's okay. You know, yeah, she's like, doing her thing. You know, it's like that was such a, crazy decisions. <laughs> yeah. That was such a weird thing when everyone was like, oh, are they dating? And then like, even like uh crofty on the, uh, on the, um, practice during the practice session he was oh, dropping yeah. taylor swift references mm-hmm. like throughout One the whole of my thing first posts on race roadie was literally a taylor swift and fernando alonso <laughs> yes <laughs> literally songs i think taylor wrote in advance about fernando alonso <laughs> and it's literally like red for his ferrari days there's mm. cruel summer because that's how mm-hmm. fernando alonso started the terrible so mm-hmm. yeah there's getaway car because it has the word car in it <laughs> and then of Bro. course the karma because that's what he used on the on the tiktok but oh like, yeah that was such a, a weird fever dream yeah. moment you know what i it love weird. what i love about fernando is that clearly fernando's a redditor right like like when i and when i say redditor <laughs> what i mean is not necessarily explicitly reddit but just like he he's is into the lore he's he into the, the lore. lore yeah yeah he knows what's going on right like mm-hmm. i i'm sure back in the day fernando alonso had a tumblr account and was just like trolling people all the time right like all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's what he was about. Uh, he was a young guy once. Yeah, he was young yeah, in the early 2000s. Yeah, you know, yeah, hot, yeah. Hot shot driver. I mean, yeah. he was hit when he wasn't cracking walnuts <laughs> with his neck. You know, like he was. Right. He was like just you know trolling people on his keyboard. I literally think there's a video of him somewhere where they're like asking this or that, and one mm-hmm. of the questions was blondes or brunettes, and I think he said blondes. What <laughs> like, more do we need? Yep. Fernando yep. Alonso and Taylor Swift, please. Like, yep. is this um, Fernando Swift? Just- is this our version of QAnon? Um, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this conspiratorial thing. It's just like, no, actually, they are dating. Yeah. And this Star whole thing Luminati. with uh, Travis Star Kelsey Luminati. is a front. Yeah. Oh, Travis yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Travis Kelsey to Aston Martin 2025. There we go. There we go. Get Lance to roll out of there, right? Exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, and then the Lance, they, and that would Lance. cause more of an enemy, like, didn't Lance and Fernando because it would be the two Taylor Swift lovers just trying to beat each other. I, I'm uh, having yeah. I'm having like a hilarious image in my mind right now of like Aston Martin trying to retrofit the car to fit his giant <laughs> like football linebacker body in this thing. Like he would be in the car and just like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah well like remember when they had that little video of like will smith tying lewis hamilton up in a yeah. closet and, had, yes. and he was so tall and he yeah. made that helmet look so tiny trying to get hilarious. into that car and i'm just like oh my gosh yeah this, this is so small I yeah just imagine a comic strip of like travis kelsey like shoulders in like trying to drive through suzuka like this like yeah like you know those old like hot rod like rat rod illustrations yes like the gear sticks like out here and these like hands like out of the car yeah that would be like how he is he's just like on top of it like just driving around (laughs) 
in one of those kitty cars. Do you remember? I don't know if you've seen the clip of Daniel Ricardo's nephew in the kitty car when it tips over. Maybe no. it was his godson, but there's like a there's a video on Instagram, maybe from like 2018, of Daniel Ricardo trying to babysit this kid. I don't know what relationship <laughs> has it, but he knows the kid. Yeah, and the kid is like in those like cute little like kitty car mobiles. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it tips over. And Daniel Ricardo just starts laughing. That's <laughs> why I imagine Travis Kelsey like in a car. Yeah, just, just like just tips. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. Well, yeah. everyone, you're probably wondering, hey, who's his third voice here? Well, <laughs> we have a special guest today, and you know, before we get started, I just want to welcome all F1 or F off. You know, we are we are a podcast that likes to talk about F1, motorsports, drama, Taylor Swift. Married at first sight. Married at first sight. Bachelor. You know all of Harry it. Potter. Harry, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. We're all about right. it. Um, so I am one half of the Fufo guest, the Fufo gang, Fufo fam. Hashtag blessed. Um, Adris. That's all, not all of that is my full name, just Adris. But. Right. Well, I mean, I guess I guess you could be a half, but in today's episode, you're a third. I'm a right? third. I am a third. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, and so I'm the other third, uh, Gabe, and Adris, who is our yeah next third who yes. is the final third we, we have, third. We have yeah. a today. very special guest today uh you may recognize her voice from our harry potter collab episode and from her awesome podcast called race roadie we have reagan everyone I'm the, uh, I'm the daniel ricardo of thirds um, oh hell yeah <laughs> we're gonna be teaching you guys about fractions today actually scratch motorsports there we I'm go half the thirds. <laughs> no hi I'm, I'm reagan i i run race roadie um and I said in the Harry Potter video, but I I like motorsports, so I'm yeah. Here. So yeah. wait, here, here's here's a quick question, kind of like to get things going. If we are the Red Bull team, right? Mm-hmm. You're the Daniel Ricardo. Gabe, are you Max or are you Checo? Like, what's 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 going on here? Who oh. who is who is the guy who's just constantly berated by by Helmet Marco here? Um, I'm gonna say I, Max. You think I'm Max? You're, you're Max. Uh, I think because you got the voice down. I mean, it, like, we're not even doing this based off of personalities uh, or anything like that. You know, just you know, maybe uh, there you uh, go. You do have uh, the voice down. That's one of the first <laughs> things I think I like learned about is the is your ability to do the max voice is crazy. <laughs> I try. I try my best. Um, <clears throat> speaking of voices, though, have you heard Ad- uh, Adrian Newey speak? He has one of the softest, most yeah. delicate, like English yeah. man voices ever. It's like delightful to listen to. Yeah, like, it's, it's actually like, oh. embarrassing to say that I've never heard him speak. So I will. <laughs> I'll be looking that up right now. Oh, you know, have you have you heard F one? Uh, heard of the uh, F one Beyond the Grid yeah, Beyond podcast? The grid. Yes. With uh, yeah, he does an interview with Adrian Newey on that, and it's pretty awesome to mm-hmm. to hear it to to hear his whole like history and like process. Yeah. I'm like definitely listening yeah. to that. I, I mean, mean check, yeah. check out our episodes first. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Hey, yes. 100%. 100%. Got our marketing right here. Right. <laughs> um, well, but yeah, well, I mean, so I guess speaking of F1, that is uh, kind of exactly what we're here to talk about, uh, especially specifically with uh, Reagan, because um, obviously on our podcast, we we you know, we're doing our best to try and get as many sort of perspectives and voices and interesting takes as we can on this sport that we all you know really love and enjoy um 
but sometimes, you know, Idris and I, it's like, you know, we're, we're talking about stuff like, you know, we can talk about what's going on. But like sometimes, you know, we we are of this kind of symbiotic mind after being friends for so long that sometimes we need somebody to come in, kind of smack us in the face a bit with their with their ideas and their perspectives. And so that's exactly what you're here to do, yeah. Reagan. Um, I'm here, guys. Don't worry. I'm prepared. That's yeah. right. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, so I guess the, the first thing, uh, Reagan, we want to do is just give you just like, kind of ask you, like, give you a chance to sort of like expand on sort of, you know, who you are, like, you know, your fandoms, like what you're up to, like, just, you know, what, if you, if there was somebody who was like, okay, who is this person in related to context of like motorsport world, like, you know, what would you say? Like, what are the things that you want people to know in the motorsport world about you? that's a good question i think well primarily first i'd say check out my podcast um because you know head of marketing got to do those things but then i'd i'd probably follow up with i'm just really interested in branching out with with everything Mm -hmm. i i started my journey in formula one the first like motorsport i got into was formula one but my ability i think to go into different categories and delve into them and understand them has been has been a blessing for me so i'm really happy to be here and i'm i'm really happy to be be able to contribute some uh, some indycar knowledge and um just talk about the amazing the amazing people over there because i love indycar i've had i've had the chance to go to race i've had a chance to um to meet a couple of uh, the amazing people on the grid the amazing people behind the scenes and so Honestly, like if I had to say one thing about myself as a motorsport fan, I'd just say like I'm trying to do it all. Nice. Uh, that's excellent. I think like one of <clears throat> one of the things I really want to get to know too is like what kind of what kind of brought you what what was like the allure to racing, right? To motorsports and like what was that like aha moment that that clicked for you? I so I had been loosely like following the standings. Um, but I wasn't dedicated. Like it was literally like an every month or so I'd be like, oh, like who's winning right now? Like whatever. <laughs> um, and I, I had originally gotten into it because I, uh, I had been seeing like um, Twitch clips of Lando Norris and mm-hmm. the, the gang. So like George Russell, Alex Albon, John, yeah, yeah, like their entire like Twitch madness. And I thought it was hilarious. So I was like, what is this? I like cars. I've I've always been a like kind of you know racing games at the arcade kind of girl. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, um, cruising the world. But I was yeah loosely checking the standings, and then that was 2020, 2021-ish. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the October of twenty twenty one, my uncle had gone to um the race in Austin, and uh... I I live pretty nearby, and mm-hmm. so when I realized how excited it was like mm-hmm. i kind of always thought like european yeah sure there's a race in america i'm never going there mm-hmm. but when i realized literally how directly accessible it was to me i was full and like full on this is what i love this is what i want to do this is what i'm passionate about yeah. and so from there it was literally just you know a consistent incline into just racing 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 yeah awesome that's, that's yeah that, that's cool and like i i think uh, cause code is out in, uh, Texas for those that aren't familiar, um, circuit of the Americas, that's what it stands for CLT. But, um, I think for, for those who don't realize, like, it's not, if you don't have a race nearby you, it can be really hard to yeah. just get into the sport, right? Because it's so yeah. easy to get into basketball or football or baseball, whatever it is, because those games are around you all the time, right? Like every major city in the U S for the most part has a major sports team of some sort. Right. And like tickets are pretty affordable, pretty cheap. Right. 
Um, even if you get nosebleeds, you know, and part pay for parking, you're paying what 50 bucks to maybe go to a game and just check it out, right? And then merch is like easily available, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, with something that's so whether it's IndyCar or NASCAR or F1, it's isn't as easy, right? Like there's there it feels like there's kind of like a like a hazing period you have to go through, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. or it has to do yeah. like the research and like, okay, which we team am I gonna have support? To get recruited. It's it's yeah. a, it's it's almost like um it's almost like a job interview. Like nobody's offering you the job. You have to work for it. And yeah. So all you can tell how dedicated you yeah. are. It's like, yeah. why do you why do you want to be a motorsport fan, Reagan? Well, I've, you know, I've yeah. looked at this company forever. I've, <laughs> I've done a lot of research, and I just it would be it would just be such a privilege to meet up one fan, and then bam, you're in yeah. or you're not. Like, and they're like, hey. Yeah, great answers, bud. Uh, give me a nice firm handshake. You start on the third, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, uh, that interview uh, went really good. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're really excited about uh, what we've heard from you. And I love yeah. this idea that Motorsport as general has like an HR department that like hires exactly. fans. I like that idea. Originally, when Andres and I started our podcast, one of the things very specifically that we were trying to do as far as like kind of the vibe we wanted to give off, because uh, I literally think I said it, it's like if we wanted this podcast to feel like a place where even if you weren't into a motorsport in general, if you just wanted to have something playing in the background that just sounded like two of your friends talking about something that they care about, then that's like us. We're, that's us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like accessibility to the nines, you know? Um, and cause like, you know, and we also like we'll all also always, you know, have always said like, we're not experts by any means. Yeah. I mean, Idris is an engineer that's an expert of sort, you know? Um, and, but I've just been a fan and just been watching and been caring for so much. And I think like, it, it's like anything, you know, the people who watch bad like football, like I'm sure there's mm-hmm. all these people watching the Super Bowl this weekend that are like sort of experts in the sport in a mm-hmm. way, you know, even though they may not have ever played a football, like they understand the game enough to know kind of, you know, the ins and outs of on? things or sort yeah. of how, like how somebody's going to perform, how, why are they not doing as well as they're doing? Uh, you know, that just comes with time. And I think the thing I, I would say, yeah, it's just like a motorsport is because it's such a specific, it's kind of a really specific sort of thing. And it's not that there isn't any anywhere. It's just that like, if you're into a specific sport, it's might be hard for you to get to those specific things. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're into Dakar racing, there's only like mm-hmm. one place where that happens. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like even rally racing, like there's only so much of that that happens in America. Like unless you live in Colorado and go up to Pikes Peak, like there's you're not going to get too much hill climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that's like, but I think in in that way it sort of makes it special. So like like when we actually do get a chance to go to these races, it's like it feels awesome. It feels yeah. like I'll never forget the first time I went to an IndyCar race in mid Ohio and I stepped out of the car and I just hear the cars flying through the track down Thunder Valley and I'm just like. Oh yeah. Like I never yeah. heard something like that in person before. And I was just like, this is this is it. Like this is this is the oh, stuff yeah. right there. You know what I mean? I mean, you um, brought me in as the as the IndyCar expert, and I can confidently say that there are things that I do not know and will get tripped up on. But I will say, like, you know, you've gone to mid-Ohio, I've gone to I've gone to uh, the doubleheader in Iowa. And mm-hmm. I think what struck me most besides like the amazing roar of the cars is the the community. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. racing or at least motorsports in general, I feel like it's a very obscure sport be interested in mm-hmm. because of that the people you meet and the opportunities that like you get provided and just the 
the dedication that it takes to like you can't really be a casual enjoyer of racing it's all or nothing mm-hmm. yeah so when you meet those dedicated people the community is crazy and it's like it's beautiful yeah. and it's mm-hmm. awesome and i literally would not have met you guys if i did not meet elizabeth over in mm-hmm. iowa right. mm-hmm. and so literally just these connections just come from this shared passion and i think it's yeah the best thing ever absolutely that and that that's so cool too just that just like you said it's like the because it's so small right like the community of fans is so small that passion kind of like seeps out into those connections yeah. right and that and just like you said that's why we that's how we met each other right and i can tell you that some of the people we met at like at the races we've been to like we we keep in touch with you know what i mean like it's like like both uh shanali and Tiernan from knockoff mclaren for instance right like we regularly talk to them all the time and mm-hmm. that's just from meeting in in a shared venue that you know there's overlap and common interest there right so that's really cool um and so yeah we're talking about indycar right and i think one of the things we really wanted to be able to pick your brain on here today was just mm-hmm. indycar it is a huge huge thing right it is bigger than i think it's bigger than most <clears throat> people right? like I yeah think prior to going to my first race, it was actually the same race that uh, Gabe just mentioned here. We went to Mid Ohio together. I think it's 2012 or 2013. Yeah. And um, prior to that, I'd always known about IndyCar and know knew that oh yeah, there's race cars that you know they look really cool, they look awesome, they sound cool, but that just feels inaccessible to me, right? Mm. Um, but it's it has a very strong culture in our country, right? Um, and just in the world of motorsports, right? And mm like the popularity of IndyCar, I think has been booming, right? Like, I think part of it is due to Drive to Survive with Formula One and Formula One gaining popularity. And then people realizing mm-hmm. like, oh, there aren't many races here in the US. What else is like this here in the US? And people seeing IndyCar, they're like, oh, that looks close enough. But that's the thing I, is- That's how I found IndyCar, yeah. Right, right. And, yeah. and like, but like there's huge differences between the sports, like whether it's like the culture around it, the origins, um like the technical regulations all, all all these kind of things right um so yeah it would be great to just kind of pick your brain about where where the sport is right what has you excited about this upcoming season and yeah just going from there but um i think one of the most fun places to start would probably be setting the stage for this upcoming season right for 2024 what all the drama all the juicy bits from mm-hmm. all the juicy bits of news from this off season what is all that leading to those McLaren, those McLaren liveries too. Ooh, mm. yeah, beautiful, chef's beautiful. My, like my compliments to Chef. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you guys have chosen such a good season to get into IndyCar because we've had so many driver transfers. Mm-hmm. We've had. Um, this is, I believe, the second year that the Indy 500 is not doing double points, which is really interesting. Oh, because, mm. so oh. in in years past, the Indy 500 <clears throat> has been a a double point race so right winner ends up getting obviously a lot more points um and they found that that obviously offers a huge benefit in the standings Mm -hmm. because if you happen to be at a top team if you happen to be a top driver you're probably going to be getting some sort of leverage in the indy 500 and so Mm -hmm. last year i believe joseph newgarden's win was the first year that we did not see double points for the Indy 500, and mm-hmm. they're continuing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, additionally, and we'll get we'll get into this soon. The technicalities are changing. We have um we have hybrid cars coming. Um, mm-hmm. I believe what race did Matt say? I think Mid Ohio or sometime around okay. that. Ooh. Sometime after the Indy 500, I'll, I'll go back and and double check that. But they're introducing um 
they're introducing hybrid cars, which creates a whole kind of pool of tech, intricate tech issues. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because what is really interesting about IndyCar and I, why I call it a, a North American racing league is because we have races up in Canada. We have races in Ohio, Iowa, California, kind of literally all over this, this stretch of North America. And we have different circuits. We have different tracks. Um, We have oval tracks, which any 500, for example, are literally, you know, circles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Street courses and we have road courses. And so that diversity, I think is one of the reasons that the, that IndyCar in general is so fun to watch because mm-hmm. you have this pool of drivers that's bigger than than Formula One. Formula One is what twenty grid spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think IndyCar <clears throat> goes up to at least you know thirty something for the for the Indy five hundred. Right. And yeah. So so cool. They they have extra entries for the Indy five hundred. So you have this pool of really talented drivers mm-hmm. where teams mm-hmm. are actually kind of closer in competition. And yeah. where if you're not, if you're a master of oval circuits, that doesn't mean you're, you know, going to be a top performer. Right. Mm-hmm. You have one bad oval circuit race, but you're not good at street courses. How's that going to play out? Yeah. And right. So I genuinely think it's one of the reasons that IndyCar is so fun to watch. And it's because of this like intricacy and because of you have to master so many elements. And this is such mm. a good season to see people literally starting over mastering them elements there's a couple of things there that you said that i want to expand upon a little bit Mm -hmm. uh because it's like uh, you know something i was i I haven't thought about yet um i didn't know about the indy car the indy 500 having half points i knew it was like a big pool and like because i because it's such a prestigious race Mm -hmm. um is there a lot of was there a lot of pushback like do people were people and teams like not happy with that like does it make did it make like the indy 500 feel like less of a prize to win because there wasn't half points like did the did the money reward shrink like are they using half and half milk now (laughs) the money reward actually i believe the prize that joseph newgarden got was one of the biggest winnings of the indy 500 of all time it okay was like really? 3.6 million just 500 Ooh. he got a Ooh. huge bonus so oh. i can assure you that the money Ooh. did not go down but um he could probably uh, buy himself an indycar team with that's that what money. i'm saying <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I, want, yeah. I, want I want your team i want it yeah but, um, oh, but no yeah. i think I think there was, I would say there was a, a lot of pushback per se, because I think in, in Formula One, we're used to a lot of tension between the FIA and the teams, just mm-hmm, because yeah. there's a lot of gaps in kind of, you know, Red Bull and Haas are very much opposite <laughs> sides of the spectrum. Whereas yeah. in IndyCar, like, we definitely have these sides of the spectrum, but I'd say that we have surprises much more than we don't. Like, we mm. have surprise finishes mm. much more than we don't. Um, and so I'd say there wasn't as much pushback from the teams as I would say there was from the fans. Because even okay. I, I'm just like, I think the thing that's so powerful about the Indy 500 is the atmosphere yeah. and yeah. the stakes of it. It's, you know, it's called IndyCar because this was the defining this, race. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. I guess to see them, I definitely understand why they did it because it was you could for sure see that the impacts of where you would end up in the driver standings based on the Indy mm-hmm. 500 
But I also think that that literally correlates to why the race is so important and why it's so powerful and why it's so difficult. You'll hear drivers talking about how much they have to train and prepare. Oh, yeah. I'd say there was, there's definitely pushback and I'm sure, you know, there definitely still is, especially going into the season where, you know, Joseph Newgarden probably obviously wants to win it again. Everyone wants yeah. to win it Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny because it's got, um, I, I was just thinking when you said, yeah, it's it's called IndyCar because of the prestige of in, the Indy 500. Could you imagine if Formula One were called Monaco One, right? Like, or I mean, Spa okay One, you know? <laughs> yeah. Basically. It's basically, yeah. yeah, it's basically the same thing. And it, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I remember watching it and just being kind of not sad, sad's the wrong word because I was so happy Joseph Newgarden won, but I guess kind of like um nostalgic because if you know we're getting into driver backstories here, but Joseph Newgarden has tried so many times to mm-hmm. win the 500. He mm-hmm. is with, um, he's with the top team. He's with like the Red Bull for Red Bull Mercedes at its height, which is mm-hmm. Penske mm-hmm. and Kip Ganassi. So he's at Penske. And he literally, all he wanted was to be a, a Penske driver. He literally signed like one year contracts to make mm. sure that a Penske spot, if a Penske spot opened, he had. Wow. wow okay. And so to see him finally win this Indy 500, to see the kind of look on his face, his family, the atmosphere, you know, Roger uh-huh. Penske is now a, a part owner of the Indy 500 to sort right. of see him win on that track and kind of just like watch Joseph Newgarden in the standings go boop. Yeah. <laughs> kind of anticlimactic. He was so dominant last season and yeah. I think he finished either fourth or fifth in the standings. And just I am just so curious. And I know you guys have done this before. I want to see if I can do this this time. I'm so curious to see how this season would have played out had Joseph gotten double points. Yeah, well, mm. I, I feel like I feel like maybe that was their original tension earlier with the double points is because it's such a grueling, intense race. Right. Um, but also at the same time, like the Indy 500 is a race where people who are not racing in the normal season will enter. Mm-hmm. you know right because you right. get like those one-off entries it's like uh what's his face um marco andretti enters like every year yeah. marco andretti's and like... marco andretti's gonna <clears throat> enter again i i think yeah he's not, he's not a permanent driver but he no andretti's and it's kind of like car, yeah yeah i've been told uh i've been told by lauren that it's kind of like a mario being like yeah no you, you can't race the rest of the things but we'll, we'll let you do the indy 500 <laughs> like you know um and so like i could imagine yeah if if you was if you were if you won the indy 500 and you were not participating in the rest of the season and you just mm-hmm. like raked in all those extra points i can imagine that being kind of like a uh, man you right know what i mean taking like a, away yeah i mean of course away, like winning the indy 500 as a rookie we've seen that happen before where yeah either their first season or it's their first time from kind of having an entry mm-hmm. and what's crazy about the indy 500 too is you have to qualify so right. if you right, have right. a permanent spot on the indycar grid for the full season it's not even a guarantee you're getting into the indy 500 to right yeah it. right and yeah. so it's literally so high stakes and so crazy and they're you know uh who is it meyer shank i think is bringing back um elio castro nevis who is this big time mm-hmm. you know like four i believe four indy 500 wins you know indycar mm-hmm. champion and just you know he's he re- retired 
Um, this season was his last full season, but he's coming back mm. as Indy 500 entry. And, right. you know, we see we see stories like that where, you know, they've had people retire and then come mm. back as an entry and win the Indy 500 again. Like, mm. it's genuinely such a spontaneous race. The right. Indy 500 last year, I think we saw something of Ferrucci for AJ Foyt go third or second. I think we saw him, yeah, third which was a huge surprise. And you saw the atmosphere in the AJ Foyt kind of room of just seeing these people hold on to each other, hug, cry. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. And so the Indy 500 is such an electric, electric part. And mm-hmm. you know, it's this, it's the soul of IndyCar. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I definitely understand and see where they're coming from in terms of taking, taking away double points, but at the same time, it's like, yeah. Indy like, 500. Yeah, and even from a technical standpoint too, like they have completely different cars for that. Yeah, race. different setups. Like, yeah, like like wing the wings are like have these like, tiny little itty bitty wings rather than the big ones. Like the front wings different. Um, and the that, tires I mean, that's, different. Yeah, the strategy has to be crazy yeah. too. Yeah, it's, it's you know 200 laps of pure stakes, pure stakes, right. and so you see you know these calls go wrong and like your heart hurts. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really cool about IndyCar that I would say we don't see in Formula One as much is the fact that like there's a there's a genuine cons- like the general consensus for how hard these teams are working. Where like I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. you know, if we're watching Monaco and we don't like. Uh, Alfa Romeo steak mm-hmm. like haha you crashed into the wall like out for you whatever yeah. yeah but if we saw if we saw that happen in IndyCar if we saw someone you know retire in the Indy 500 crash yeah. into the wall like it hurts no matter mm-hmm. you know if you're a fan of them if you have no idea who they are like if you just you know never bat an eye towards them y- there's just a genuine feeling of like this is what it's worth There's some uh there's something there that I want to latch on to. Um and I didn't think about that until you just mentioned it. And I wonder if that's because there we know how much work these guys put into this, right? Like even though the the financial burden for teams to enter IndyCar is way, way, way lower than what it is for Formula One, like it's still like you, you know, it's like a scrappy group of guys, right? And you feel like everyone's putting their heart and soul into this. Um, mm-hmm. Back at Mid Ohio last year, uh, Gabe and I we sat down at the corner where Simon Pagano he like rolled over, right? And it happened literally five minutes before we sat down there. Oh yeah, and yeah. I, we like just got to the circuit and it happened. That was yeah. Mid Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it I, happened with somebody else at Toronto, and I always get them flipped. Mm, like I'm always mm. like, oh, like it was you know Pagano in Toronto, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ohio. Yeah. yeah. And and I recall just thinking about how like at, at the time I felt like, whoa, like that, like, first off, you, you never want to see like a crash or any kind of like injury or anything like that, right? But I recall like the trackside like support staff, like how like strongly they were there and showing their support for the drivers in that instance, mm-hmm. right? Like, Gabe, I recall you mentioning that you saw like one of the trackside like nurse or medical staff like holding his hand mm-hmm. and just making sure oh, yeah, yeah, talking yeah. to him, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. Like I, I feel like would that happen in F one? I don't, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no. I, I feel like there's, there's more of like a, maybe it was just that one, that person, right? But I don't know. Just hearing you talk about that just made that, made that memory come back. I remember I talked to Elizabeth about that because, mm-hmm. um, she and she had said that the, the IndyCar medical staff 
travels with the sport. Mm-hmm. So like these, you know, on site medical circuit circuit oriented. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. these on site medical staff, they have a relationship with mm-hmm. the F1 team and cause they go with them throughout all or the, the IndyCar team, they mm-hmm. go with sure. them throughout the whole race. So like they have this personal connection with these drivers and that, you know, obviously not only is that like, you know, I think more efficient, but uh, it also is better for the drivers generally. And, you know, to, to kind of expand on what you guys have been saying, um, I have a, a direct experience with this because when I went to last year's Portland Indy race, I had paddock passes and like Reagan, you know, like you've been through the paddock. So you, you know this. And I mean, just, just we'll, we'll, let me start with F1 first. So F1, right? They show up to the circuit. Okay. They got their fancy trucks. They get those cars to the pit area and like get everything all set up before anybody can come in through the paddock. Right. I get to IndyCar and I go through, I'm going through the paddock and I see them unloading the car off the truck and literally just wheeling it like two feet from my, my, where I'm standing, just wheeling it over to the, the garage. The garages are wide open. They're doing testing. It's like, I'm like five feet from the car as this is happening. And I, and, and, and every single day I was there, I would see the same engineers rolling the car. They were like rolling the car over to get a tech spec and weighed. They like go over to the, they're all lined up for the fuel thing. They're chatting mm-hmm. with each other. They're all doing all this stuff to get these cars prepared for this race. And then one of them hits a wall. And because I witnessed everything from off the truck to going to the mechanics, to doing to this, to doing to this. Yeah that right there it was a demonstration of how much these guys go through to get these cars prepared and you can just imagine the heartbreak and i'm not saying that f1 doesn't have that f1 100 percent has that kind of dedication but the problem is is that we don't see it right we don't get that direct line so when mars's spin keeps spinning the car <laughs> and hitting a wall we're like, ha, 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 you know, he spit. But I'm sure all his engineers are probably just devastated yeah. after yeah. one after the other. Yeah. And um, and that was a huge thing. I, I remember the 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 big the best moment I had of that was um, it was bef- right before the race and they were wheeling the cars out to the grid. Everybody was just sort of in a line, like watching them all kind of come through. I had taken some video of this and I remember I was standing there, I was videoing one car and then behind me i think it was uh one of the aj foyt drivers or something the engineer was pulling the car out right next to me and he's like oh hey man yeah uh you know watch out watch out there buddy and i was like oh sorry he's like yeah no it's good and he just keeps rolling it like not like get out of the way get out of the way like you know it wasn't like anything like that yeah it was all just like hey man yeah watch out you know like just really friendly like really just like hey you know it's cool that you're here don't worry just like you know i don't want to hurt you and like that that felt really that that even of itself felt accessible it felt like oh i was part of this thing all of a sudden that i was witnessing Mm -hmm. and i remember elizabeth telling me she's just like you need to get a paddock pass because it is literally a game changer and she was not wrong yeah it is a complete game changer and i think and and the the fact that like a three-day pass and a paddock pass for an app for an indie car event is like 200 bucks if that like that's incredible because like just just the general admission at coda was like what 400 bucks yeah. like 350 yeah and like i mean you couldn't see anything like i mean you saw the racetrack and mm-hmm. and like coda is thankfully a circuit that has like these grassy knolls you can just pull a chair up yeah um but uh but yeah the accessibility is not there 
And this kind of leads me into another thing that I wanted to ask you about, Reagan, because they talk about IndyCar. I'm, I'm seeing, I see so many mixed things. I see IndyCar is on the up and up, but then I also see IndyCar is in the decline. Yeah. It's slowly building itself. It doesn't know what it wants to do. And like every time I've been to an IndyCar race, I felt nothing but excitement, exuberance, and just mm -hmm. really fun, awesome racing. Yeah. And so like from your perspective, like where do you think they're at? Like, are they growing? Like, is or do people not want to think that they are? Is it because they don't have the Netflix surge that like mm -hmm. they don't think or they're trying to play catch up in that? Where like where do you think they're at? Or is it you the whole so Honda thing? Yeah, yeah. You had so many accurate points there. I think one one of my, my best friends, like best motorsport friends that I made, is um, Matt Johnson, who is uh, Scott McLaughlin's. Uh, pit crew chief Sweet. And so i literally you know have firsthand experience i'll email him every now and then be like how's it going and so seeing that work i got to tour the penske hauler seeing literally that their strategy room is like in this cute little hall and like this you can take apart the truck yeah you see like you know people are walking back and forth um a really good example of a crash you mentioned um pagino at the indy 500 kyle kirkwood did a flip mm -hmm. yeah and you could just see everybody stop. And I think that is like so powerful. And I actually, hilariously enough, Kyle was one of the first drivers I met while I was in the paddock. Yeah. I was talking to him and halfway through, I didn't say this out loud, but I had this epiphany of like, you flipped at yeah. the end of 500 <laughs> and you're just like chilling, talking to me. Like, does yeah. that not like flash mm -hmm. your mind at random days? Yeah. But, um, I think in that way, seeing that community will always, as long as that community is there, I think it signifies that IndyCar is at the up and up. Mm -hmm. Because that's really the heart of motorsport is being a fan. Mm -hmm. You know, these drivers themselves are mega fans of what they do. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I think in that way, as long as you have that community, as long as you have that bond, IndyCar is always on the up and up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I think... Because of the success of Netflix, because of the success of Drive to Survive, there's a certain pressure to replicate that on other yeah. products. So for oh, example, yeah. IndyCar has um, a series on CW called 100 Days to Indy, which follows the countdown to the Indy 500. It's a really good show. I love it a lot, but it's not getting like the Netflix type of viewership. It's definitely mm. reeling in views. Like we're getting new IndyCar fans, but it's not getting that. Yeah, I think it's because it's on the CW. Yeah, to be perfect. So it's like in between what, like, uh, what, what's that? What's that one show? It's like Flash like, season nine <laughs> or Scrub season nine. <laughs> yeah, you watch the show out of respect. <laughs> yeah, for dedicated, for dead, like yeah. lifelong fans. When the show moves off of a big streaming service, that's mm -hmm. because. W. right it's like you know riverdale like season five like oh <laughs> riverdale oh my god riverdale yeah. like oh uh, so many thoughts but, but <laughs> hilariously enough 100 days to indy is actually great and they focus on a new team a new driver each episode mm -hmm. nice yeah and so i think in that way i think indycar is on the up and up personally yeah. because i literally the only reason i'm in engaged in indycar the only reason i'm interested in indycar is because of the environment that it has and so i think mm -hmm. in that I'm not seeing a decline, but I do think that there is a certain bubble of protection in terms of it is mm -hmm. our community. We don't want to let stragglers in, which mm -hmm. Formula One had when you know you're a DTS yeah. fan, get out. Like, yep. yeah, you know, yeah, it's going to happen. Of course, yeah. if you have an established yeah. fan base and you let other, if you let other people in, if you make it more generalized, more known, like you're gonna have that 
tension. And so I think in that way, people were like, oh, IndyCar's on the decline. We're not like we used to be, but genuinely, I think it's on on the I think it's on the up and up just because of how powerful the sport is becoming. And I think how epic it is that Formula One has paved this path to greatness for motorsports, yeah. which right. I don't think we saw before. And so regardless yeah. of what you think about Netflix and, you know, you know, United States entertainment, whatever, mm-hmm. regardless of what you think. There is a path that has been paved. There's a there's a there's a circuit that has yeah. been created for these motorsport leagues to just become amazing and yeah. you know to come into fruition and to just blossom. And so I, I really think that IndyCar is reaping the benefits of this for sure. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it I, seems like with uh, uh sorry, Gabe, go, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say people forget that I mean IndyCar has as much of a history, if not more, than Formula One has had. I mean, the Indy 500 oh, yeah. race dates back to like, you know, 1910 or 1911 yes, or something I think, like I think that. around then, yeah. Um I it mean, was actually so like it, brick, right? <laughs> like that. Well, no, it was like dirt before, and so then dirt. it was brick. Yeah, and then, and then it became it, the like, brickyard, right? So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like they they were you know rolling around on dirt tracks, and um, you know it has it has such a huge history of things like you know they they had the split, they had two splits, they had a mm-hmm. split in the seventies, mm-hmm. and then they had a split in the nineties. And it was like like what you were saying, Reagan, with like how the drivers have to adapt to road courses and street courses and oval courses, and like it's a complete, you know, complete different thing. Like there was like the the team the side that wanted to only do ovals because ovals were for men, and like you know, there's all this weird toxic masculinity tied up to it. Yeah, and like you know, it it is it is a it is a, a racing series with a lot of history. Yeah. I mean, even more than like NASCAR. NASCAR didn't really exist until the bootleggers in the 30s so like you know they have at least 20 years on them mm-hmm. you know and like even in that and nascar now has its own drive to survive i think it's called like full was it like full speed or full set? Yes. Wait, Something i do like remember that. this i do remember this because um I know people in it. Oh, wait. I can't tell you the name, but I know I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. not like, it doesn't sound as dramatic as Drive to Survive. It's just like NASCAR, full throttle. And it's like, oh, okay. Full speed. <laughs> like, full speed. Yeah. That's it. Speed, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm going to watch because yeah. I like, I feel like I have to. But I also don't like this idea that motorsports need to have a, a Drive to Survive. Like, this is mm-hmm. one thing that like a lot of these companies and marketing firms don't understand. It's like, just because something is popular doesn't mean you need to replicate it that's that's where i think people are like oh yeah indycar is on the decline because we're just trying to be like everybody else Mm -hmm. indycar is doing better than f1 i'm honestly if if i'm gonna be honest with as far as marketing to people and being accessible they're doing well yeah and what's really interesting about you saying that is that the reason that people are so i would say like I'm not upset, but so against like this huge level of like new marketing, new era and social media mm-hmm. is because IndyCar in the past has had a lot of struggles with reaching into media and kind of breaking this, this fan public barrier. Mm-hmm. And so I think because of that, if you are a fan of IndyCar, you literally are, you know, part of this like underground mm-hmm. organization operation that's going on yeah. because while the struggle with IndyCar marketing has been so surreal, what Formula One and has been able to do and why I think, especially for IndyCar, it's so, you know, butting heads is that because this barrier has been broken on the Formula One side, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, people are trying to break it on the IndyCar side. And I think because IndyCar has that insane history, and I think also because 
because IndyCar has those ties to Formula One in the past. And even mm-hmm. now, like we've seen the move of Pietro Fittipaldi to yeah. um, RLL for mm-hmm. this season, which is one of the driver moves. But, you know, he's mm-hmm. a Haas reserve driver. He has the literal Fittipaldi name, which mm-hmm. is well, motorsport kings all around. But yeah, right. I think seeing the connections that IndyCar specifically has to Formula One has been one of the reasons that I think it's like a divide between do mm-hmm. we want to, you know, market this like everyone else and try and break this barrier? Or like, do we want to be this adorable, like accessible, you know, region? Mm-hmm. And I agree with Gabe. I think really what's been so powerful about IndyCar is the community and the accessibility. Yeah. 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 And 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 that's interesting too, because for sure, I think the, the lack of gatekeeping is what makes it so popular, right? Like gatekeeping, I think in all of its forms tends to be very, um, very elitist, right? It, yeah. it, it excludes, it's a very exclusionary type of practice, right? And you see that a lot, just like you mentioned with Formula One, like all the, all the shade fans, newer fans, I should say, that have come into the sport because of Drive to Survive and whatnot, I feel really bad for them. Like all, all like, like the crap they get right like oh you're just a you're just a max fan or you're blah 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 you know or you're just a lewis fan blah 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 and i think that's that's very unfair right to to kind of put down someone of just that oh just because now i know about this like suddenly like my my passion and my interest in this is not valid and that's really messed up you know so i actually think it's a really good thing that you know, 100 Days to Indy exists. Although I think it would be cooler to do just the entire series. Like I, I understand that IndyCar, the Indy 500 is the heart and soul of the sport, right? But um, it's also interesting to see other intricacies of you know, whether it's the different tracks, um, the different things people are going through that, you know, that sort of thing. So maybe, maybe they'll actually expand that and, and focus on an entire season, right? You know, that, that kind of leads me to one other point too. You, you mentioned... Fittipaldi, right? Um, that's a pretty big driver change, right? And it sounds like for this upcoming season, there are some nuts things that are about to happen, right? As far as like driver swaps, team swaps, uh, some really cool liveries we've seen that have been revealed so far. So many cool things that I think that we, we need to discuss. Go, go ahead. I, I couldn't help but notice that like Grosjean moved from Andretti to another team. And then Alex <laughs> Pelot suddenly took like the dhl outfit so like it's like i'm like wait a minute so like that's really confusing like, that would be like if, if like it's like if botas suddenly left to go to toro rosso but then like but then like stake f1 like the stake logo and the green livery suddenly went to like max verstappen or something like it just feels like this doesn't feel yeah, right yeah so like, i'll yeah, actually well, what... explain why that is and why okay. it's really interesting well the firstly the thing that i was pointing to is that this is the team grosjean moved to is a mm-hmm. yeah Alter racing mm-hmm. and um it's actually quite unfortunate because the jersey i'm wearing belongs to to callum Ilot, whose um spot he took Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna really <laughs> dive into that too much because I may be a little bit sour about that. Okay, all right. Um, but no, so something that I think is really interesting about IndyCar, another point that I'd love to bring up is that drivers don't particularly own their numbers or sponsors. So mm-hmm. where you see, you know, you know, Monster Energy is, you know, a new partner in McLaren, but Lando has that sleek helmet with Monster, you know, mm-hmm. you see Lando bringing in Quadrant as a personal sponsor for him for, you know, his brand into it, mm-hmm. where Formula One has that kind of 
I wouldn't say Liberty, but where, you know, Lando is the iconic number four, where we see that in IndyCar teams own selected numbered sponsored cars. Okay. So Aero McLaren has cars five through seven. Oh, okay. And, okay. And then, you know, uh, who is, oh, Penske has one, two, three. Mm. Ganassi is four or five. Like, you know, actually, I don't know particularly what the Ganassi numbers sure, are. Sure. But so teams have designated numbers. So where we've seen an interesting driver move, we've seen is um, we've seen David Malukas move. Um, why don't I know? Oh, Dale, Dale Coyne. We've seen him move from Dale Coyne to um, McLaren. Mm-hmm. Where we've seen that happen, he went from number 18 to number six. Oh, that's so trippy. <laughs> and, which is really cool. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the reason that that would be confusing is that DHL, who sponsored Grosjean, does not go with Grosjean to who goes Hollinger. Right. So mm. DHL has moved on to sponsor Alex Pillow, who is um, the reigning champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I believe he, cha- he either changed his car number be- or sponsors moved because um, – who has American Legion now? Um, Linus Ludkvist has um, has American Legion, who is Alex Pillow's old sponsor. Yeah, and Linus is you know, a new addition to the team as well, and Chip Ganassi is actually expanding pretty pretty mm-hmm. severely. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. In, in IndyCar, we see these kind of you know teams kind of have this stake in who's sponsored by who, which I think is really interesting. But I'd also say it makes for for really convenient where I have my my cute number 77 calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Well, I, it was confusing to me, <laughs> though, too. I'm sour about I'm going to be completely honest. Like, oh, yeah. I, Absolutely. You spent money on it. Yeah. I want well, it back. Callum, please come back. Well, it's funny, though, too. It's just like I bought a bunch of Roman Grosjean merch and had him sign it. Only to Bro. have him leave the next year. That's what I'm and saying. The DHL is now with yeah is is now with uh, Alex Pillow, who drives for Chip Ganassi and not Andretti. So it's like so the well, DHL actually, just I like I think moved. the reason that happened or something that may be associated with that is that though Alex Pillow's the reigning champion, the last person to win Ganassi the Indy 500 was Marcus Erickson. and he's just gone from Ganassi, who's like basically the what Mercedes of the red bull mercedes Prime oh, okay car all right has gone to andretti so this is like this kind of reminds me specifically of sebastian vettel going to ferrari mm. but if he had okay. won a championship there and then kind Ooh. of just went to aston martin and said bye so like, so well yeah so like so like lewis hamilton going to ferrari would that be like <laughs> will power going to like andretti Ganassi. Or Ganassi. Okay. Yeah. So I feel Ganassi, like willpower yeah. going to Ganassi, quite frankly, oh, because wow. okay. we've seen such a t- like a title fight between um, Lewis Hamilton and Ferrari in the past, right? Right. Um, that willpower going to to Ganassi after everything he's done with Penske would be like a after all the you know, oh, after yeah. all the fun we've made with, with yeah. you know right making fun well, of Ganassi. Is there, would you, would you say like in IndyCar, like, is there a Ferrari of IndyCar? Like, would that be Penske? Like who, who has that kind of reputation where it's like, they've been there for so long that it like, it doesn't feel like it without them. And like drivers want to race for a particular organization because it's so prestigious or whatever. Like, is that, is that Penske or? Yeah. Penske. I'd say if Ferrari had, um, Red Bull's level of success, Mm -hmm. 
with the Ferrari level of, you know, reputation. And Brandon, yeah. That would be Penske. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, because because like I mean that that's a fun that's a thing to to think of because you you are making comparisons there and I am curious. It's like I know like I know of Chip Ganassi, I know of Penske, I know Andretti, um, and I know there was Ray uh, Hall. Ray, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, Ray Hall. AJ Foyt's uh, another prominent uh, IndyCar champion. Right. Mm-hmm. So who who is the what is the Andretti equivalent in between like Formula One and IndyCar? Like, are they the well, I mean, McLaren's you in mean, IndyCar. So McLaren is the McLaren. McLaren's the McLaren of IndyCar, especially right. with where they are. Like they're actually doing well, but not, you know, the greatest. Sure. There's sure. the McLaren of IndyCar. I'd say the Andretti of Formula One. I want to give that to hmm i want to give that to alpine alpine okay yeah. don't make me pronounce that i can't <laughs> I've, said alpine, I've said alpine i've said yeah. alpine like you know yeah. you know it's at this point um but no i'd give that to them just because i think i wouldn't call them a like relatively new team per se but i'd sure. say that they're modern enough mm-hmm. where they haven't quite got the that they need sure but I think that the people there have the potential, but maybe I not see. there. Got they it. have drivers with great potential. I don't know mm. if they can offer the potential. Hmm. Okay. Okay. But we'll, yeah. like, well, we've seen them win races. Don't get me sure. wrong. Like yeah. Kyle yeah. Kirkwood's out here, you know, slaying the day away. But <laughs> I think in regards to Formula One comparisons, I think it's definitely like a they're modern enough. And I don't think I've seen what I want to see from them. Gotcha. I mean, now that we're on this comparison train, I, I'm very curious about this. So I'm, I'm just going to pick a handful of F1 drivers and I kind of want to get your take on who that me, person let is. Bring up, let me bring up the IndyCar driver list okay. so that I could like get these. I'll, 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 give you, I'll give you some softball tosses here. <laughs> so on the IndyCar grid, mm-hmm. uh, who would you say is the lewis hamilton right now super cool scott dixon scott dixon Scott Dixon. okay all right okay i feel that so like because in this in this example what i'm thinking is someone who's had like a lot of previous success like recent up to a recent point right and then you know for a couple reasons the last couple years haven't been as hot but still has it right like that that's kind of so so scott scott dixon's that guy i'd give that to scott dixon because I, i i wouldn't say that he's had the level of falling off that Lewis Hamilton has had in regards to kind of Mercedes and mm-hmm. that complete. We're still seeing Scott Dixon breaking records. We're yeah. still seeing him doing incredible things, getting points, helping his team out. You know, he's dedicated to Ganassi and he's, you know, a family guy. So I'd say I'd give okay. Dixon and Hamilton that comparison. Okay. I don't think there's been that quite severe of a, cliff dive that that we've seen from yeah mercedes's performance but i i, okay. I give them that comparison for sure yeah okay okay all right how, all how right. about how about uh max verstappen mm. alex Pillow. alex Pillow. okay so, okay so yeah, even, i felt like, that like personality wise too like oh personality wise like like who, who's the guy who's just like i don't know i might just leave the sport you know oh no personality wise i'd give him the willpower because okay. Will is a huge sweetheart, which we've determined. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. watch the Harry yes. Potter episode, yes. guys. Yes. Um, 
spoiler alert, please go watch it. Spoiler alert, Max got Hufflepuff. <laughs> so I think, and I've had the I've had the absolute pleasure of of talking to Will a couple times. Mm-hmm. Great guy, he's mm-hmm. so sweet. But I think in regards to like the the sportsmanship and the I'm a, I'm a race car driver first. Mm-hmm. They definitely have those defining kind okay. of mantras. And so personality wise, ambition wise, I I give him the willpower. I think stylistically, he's a mm-hmm. mix of willpower and Alex Blow. Okay, you got you got one, Gabe. Oh, I was just gonna say like <clears throat> it's it's almost hard to make those comparisons only with like some people could be sweethearts and have a lot of success and then some people could be like complete jerks and not have mm-hmm. success and vice versa like i definitely got the sort of like i i i always i kind of i kind of felt uh oscar piastri and um alex Pillow kind of uh f- had some yeah. of the same vibes you know because of the See whole that. contract thing that was happening you know it's like you know, like uh, I remember that was a whole and all that was from a McLaren too. Like, what is McLaren? What is doing? so clearly they're putting all their money into livery designers and not into the legal yeah. department and making sure their contracts are shored up because that that is a complete travesty. How do you like? They asked for a lawyer and they got a graphic designer and ran with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh. I mean, oh, you know what they did. I feel like Zach Brown definitely was in his office one day mm-hmm. and he was like, I don't got a lot to do today. Let me watch an episode of Suits. And he got inspired. <laughs> He's like, Meghan Markle's on this, right? Yeah. He definitely hired like a fake lawyer and was like, you can do lawyering every now and then. Mm-hmm. What are your other talents? And the fake lawyer was like, actually, like, I can like I can draw pretty well. Like I'm really good at like bringing things to life. And he was like, "We don't have a car design yet. Get on that." And then halfway through, like the dude was sketching in his office, and he came in and was like, mm-hmm. "We need some lawyering." <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's like uh, it, it's like yeah, a uh, uh, Red Bull or Bulls Visa Cash App V Carb Racing. Oh, yeah. uh, they they did a similar thing where it's like they they needed uh they needed like marketers. But they just they they happen to just hire somebody who's good at library design, so they just like they have a killer, awesome looking library, but it's still Visa Cash App Racing Bulls F one. I saw a meme. Somebody used like the Drake like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like naming your team Visa Cash App Racing Bulls, and it was this, and it was like designing the coolest livery ever. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Isn't it amazing that just putting paint on a car? makes it like just so you just get stoked for it you know what i mean like it, i'm proud for the car yeah oh, it's yeah. like you know yeah. visually like visual things matter you know i mean i always thought it was really awesome with willpower had this like chrome you know when i think like uh verizon and chrome and indycar it's willpower like that it's just that was like yeah. iconic thing like scott dixon like right now same thing pnc bank the blue and the orange mm-hmm. like it's branding where I really want to make like a video where it's like a day in my life doing normal things, except I count the amount of companies I, I, I know because of racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like PNC never would have known that was a bank. The only reason <laughs> I know that, that exists is because I like Scott Dixon. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Husky chocolates. 
Husky yeah. Tongue is too. Well, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or like half the chewing tobacco. Like, I have no idea what any of those are. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what exactly. is this arrow? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. you know, uh, it, 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 fa- sponsorships in racing motorsport is yeah. a fascinating thing because there's always so many. So like everywhere they mm-hmm. they do weird things that you don't know that they do. Like we were talking about how mission mission was a mission winnow. Mission winnow. Yeah, it's like a lifestyle brand but also owned by a tobacco you know company? what it's giving it's, like... it's giving alpha towery being a clothing brand yeah yeah, it's yeah. Like, are you really yeah are you yeah. really like, like, <laughs> I, I would not buy anything fashion. from you yeah they don't yeah. even market it like i've i've seen their i've seen like maybe one campaign ad with like nick devries and like a cool like vest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But i was like yeah you don't, what yeah yeah, I, I, nobody was it's, buying. Nobody was gonna. No one was really buying yeah. Alpha Tauri. The point where, and I can I can admit this now. Now that I'm a diehard fan, but mm-hmm. when I started um, following the standings, I this is how bad of a I'm not a car like I'm not a car geek, which I think people confuse, which mm-hmm. is like oh okay. you like motorsports like right. tell me there's the a big difference of like this car model, and I'm like. Yeah, I, yeah. I hate when people have to qualify like that. Yeah, like, nobody needs to be that nerdy. Th- that's what I'm saying. It's the gatekeeping aspect, right? We yeah. don't need it. That we're not. We're yeah. not here for it. Get it out of we here. We don't need yeah. it. Except yeah. for the fact that I did not know McLaren was a car brand. Well, to be fair, I mean, it was not a car brand yeah. until like it wasn't yeah. really a solid car brand right. until like 2010. Because uh, like was it because. They yeah, have, well, because think about of... like so like Bruce McLaren, right. right? He like raced. He had his own team. He raced his team mm-hmm. throughout all of the seventies, sixties, seventies, eighties. Like they didn't. They were just. It was just a racing a racing outfit. Yeah. They just had cars, right? They just had racing cars. And then in the late nineties, they made the McLaren F one, which was like this yeah, huge, this like like it was just like street a car. Like a, performance street car even to this day it's considered the best supercar ever made like it, it has like the center driving position it was designed by gordon murray like it's this amazing thing right then they didn't make any other cars like they didn't make any street cars they they worked with mercedes to make the mclaren slr which was like this fast mercedes but it was still was a mercedes mm-hmm. and then so it wasn't until like yeah i think it was like 2010 2011 they had the mclaren the 12C, which was a competitor for the Ferrari 458 at the time. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they just started mass producing supercars. So, like, they, they've only been around for, like, the past, like, you know, 10 or yeah. 15 years. So, like, that's that's definitely not – I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah. like, I wouldn't expect everybody to know that McLaren was actually a car brand because yeah. for literally for decades, they were not. Like, nobody knew what McLaren was unless you're into IndyCar or F1 mm-hmm. or both. I'm so glad you aren't judging me for that. <laughs> no. Funniest thing when I tell people and they're like, and I was like, I, yeah. I know what it is now. Like, I clearly know it's a car. Yeah. Like, well, see, but now. I was in California, I'll say, a year and a half ago. Yeah. For, um, for like a couple of doctor's appointments. And my mom was like, all right, like, it's been a week. Like, let's go take like a car tour where we just went to like you know, Aston Martin and mclaren and pretended like we were interested yeah um, <laughs> i had a friend who used to do that with his dad the yeah. dude at the the dude at the mclaren store let me sit in the mclaren center like the like full-on race oh, car yeah. the, they had a window so you could see the apex from inside yeah the car, like, uh-huh. at the what? Yeah. yeah isn't that insane um, 
I have to find the photo of this. It was one of the coolest. What? Yeah, those those cards are insane. And McLaren wouldn't put Senna on a car if it was not one of the most intense like supercars. But but you know what, Reagan? See now that now that now that you know about McLaren's a little bit about McLaren's history, they could be like, how do you not know that there was like, well, how do you not know that they were, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, look at that. Mm -hmm. I got to sit in one of those. Let me find like a photo of Oh yeah, here's the window. Like you could see the floor from inside the Oh yeah. That's so nice. You had oh, sp- the steering wheel was it was like a full oh, yeah. oh that's really nice oh yeah speaking like, of like, uh like speaking the, like of three quarter uh, three quarter stature uh yeah, yeah. Uh, steering wheel. Yeah. yeah forget 10 and 2 it yeah. is it is uh what is it yeah. three and nine um and what, and what i was gonna say too is that like I, I don't think you can necessarily blame you, you cannot be blamed for not liking for not knowing about mclaren's history right no. it, that's kind of like being a baker right or like i, I go to a bakery to buy like like a slice of cheesecake and then like oh you don't know about tiramisu you don't know about all the ingredients that go into this thing it's like that's that's stupid yeah (laughs) see and now and now reagan now you can clap back at them be like um how do you not know that they were a racing organization between blah 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 like just be like they've only been around for like 15 years okay give me a break like you know you just you just gotta you know you just just slap back at it you know who cares the gatekeeping is the worst and like i i I, it's unfortunate it's an unfortunate reality that for some reason men seem to think that they need to gatekeep women for motorsport extra don't it's so stupid and it's so irritating and it's like the most irrelevant questions because i guarantee you most of them like they might ask you like oh what's the horsepower of a dodge viper they'll be like willing to tell you but they're like yeah what's the horsepower of a stock honda civic (laughs) right like if we're going to be nerds about this like you really want to get into the minutiae of it like let's talk about normal cars like um i had uh i'd been talking to um, a friend of mine about just like like just podcasting and like why I was doing what I was doing mm-hmm. and, and, she, and he was like well you are the the perfect demographic like um when I had told uh Scott McLaughlin about my my podcast he was like well you you, you know you're the perfect demographic because you're the age range that needs to spread the word mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you yeah. are like you're you know a girl which needs to have you know these people need to be more passionate about it because mm-hmm. it truly really is such an amazing sport and if i go into like the comment sections of formula one posts i guarantee you i will find like a fight that's like name every championship from yeah 92 onward and it's, it's absurd. like the only person who can do that is sebastian vettel and that one formula one challenge video <laughs> and like no, I'm not. I'm not naming every champion. Right. Seventy two. Like. Right. You know, seven of those were Lewis Hamilton. Ta-da. Yeah. There you go. Uh, seven, of yeah. those, seven of those were Lewis. Seven of those were Michael. Four of those were Sebastian. There you go. That, and that's and that and one that's of, all. One the of those was Jensen Button. Couple mm-hmm. were probably Nigel Mansell. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's probably plenty of people there who could have been. Aaron I mean, you know. there could be so many people that when I talk about Formula One, it's like, oh, well, you weren't there during the early 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, You're you know. you just a baby. How, it's you don't like, really know Senna. Yeah. Everyone begins their journey some point. Yeah. I like tell me that. They were like, you weren't there like at, with Senna at his prime. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was not born. 
Yeah. Yeah. Also, I I, I... I was not born when Senna died. Yeah. Right. Th- that's, like, at my job. So, like, I do guitar repair. And at my job, I'll have to talk to people who are like, Yeah, I bought this 1965 guitar when I was 17, and it only cost me $300. And I'm like, okay... Inflation, cool. bestie. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Well, this one's six grand, so I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think like I, I'm of the, the kind of person I believe that if you have a passion for something, you 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 should you you kind of almost owe it to yourself to to really dive into why you know in such a way to where you really know what it is that you're into because if i if i tell if i ask somebody they're like yeah i'm a fan of star wars and i'm like okay well what do you like about star wars you know mm-hmm. the lightsabers they're cool I'm like okay what else um you know lightsaber battles i'm like okay i get it but like there's so many other things that like make this interesting that you really ought to do as yourself a favor and dive into and that's the thing about motorsport that's so cool especially now when you have the f1 tv app you can watch all those old races yeah, so like you, you can just yeah. like you know next time somebody who's like in their you know 60s asks you about f1 you'd be like you know what renny knew he knew what he was doing mm-hmm. like you know he should have had the world title you know or like uh, uh you know you could just just start dropping like old school names out there because like you 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 have that opportunity if you want to but even if you don't who cares you know what i mean it's just like what's relevant is what's right now you know and i think like meme have you seen the meme where somebody was taking a picture of like fangio level old races and it uh was like i'm starting at season one like when does max come (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome it's like one of the funniest memes ever. Oh. Like I was, I was laughing. That's awesome. I love that. Because I was like, "Ooh, that's gonna be, you know, eighty-three years." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, wait, no, mine was no. That was that eighty-three is twenty twenty-three. That's got to be when did Max debut? 20, 20, 2016. 2016. Was it sixteen? Twenty sixteen oh, was, was his first. Okay. Yeah, he was on Toro Russell. Twenty sixteen. Six years, like. <laughs> yeah yeah it's Easy. like yeah i mean anyway just just like just to put a like a point on that it's it's definitely like it's frustrating and like i don't think anybody should ever feel like they're being gatekeeped it's like you know you like what you like get into it you know figure it out learn what you want to learn you know care about who you want to care about that that's that's ultimately it's hmm. it, you know the goal of it um, if it even if know. it is just lightsabers you like right yeah. <laughs> i mean sure yeah i mean like and, and there's, i'm not saying that you, you know, can't like star wars yeah. just for the lightsabers but what i'm saying is like mm. you know the, when everything is there re- accessible to you in this way it's like you know just uh, just deep dive into yeah it, take, take a deep I mean? dive and see what else is there right yeah yeah okay so reagan here is the question for you like, let's say I know nothing about IndyCar coming into all this because, like, everything you've given is, like, really excellent background. And, like, this is the case for why you watch IndyCar, right? There's so much cool stuff going on. Races are super accessible. I can go to get a paddock pass for super cheap, and I can, like, develop relationships with these drivers and, and like, the teams, right? What would I be looking out for for this upcoming season, right? Like, we have our defending champ in Alex Pillow, right? Um, like, what's going on this season? Who? What, what, are, what are kind of those interesting storylines that, we should just be on the lookout for and who who are the heroes who are the villains 
Right. Well, like you mentioned about episode. <laughs> yeah, like you mentioned about like the hybrid cars coming into like, you know, how yeah. is that being perceived? How is that being implemented? Like what's yeah. the what's the scoop overall? Yeah. Cuz that that is one of the big storylines I've been seeing that Honda apparently is thinking of like leaving, right? That there's like there's like a big a big big thing going on with them. I would say, well, firstly, I'd say you were definitely right. You know, Alex Pillow is definitely looking to to defend that title. Mm-hmm. I think we have really strong competitors. I think, honestly, I think this year McLaren is looking really strong. Like they've been Ooh. strong in the past, but I think the team dynamics that they're having, yeah. they are having basically a Lando Piastri fiasco where we're seeing mm. i mean there's three people per team so we're seeing mm-hmm. alexander rossi who i believe won the 500 as a rookie um so we're seeing him as a mega talent we're also seeing pato award who is mega talent and fan favorite mm-hmm. and i we're also seeing newcomer david malukas and the reason i say that this is a lando piastri fiasco is that i'm actually really really excited to see what that dynamic is like because yeah. they are both uber talented drivers yeah. they both have these fantastic personalities that aren't like aren't going to clash which is great but on track i think it's going to be super crazy to see mm. how pato who is coming in i think his fifth season with the team mm. looking to get a championship he's you know finished second he's finishing third like what's going to happen yeah and we're seeing newcomer David Malukas, who is now at a top high-performing team. And yeah. so seeing what's going to go down with that, I think it's going to be so interesting. So keep your eyes on, on McLaren. Okay. We're looking at Joseph Newgarden's obviously trying to defend um, defend his Indy, Indy 500 win. Petsky, mm-hmm. I think, is going to be really strong at the 500 this year. I think, okay. I mean, like, kind of talking to Matt, knowing the drivers, I think – the they're going to be so locked in this season and so i mm. really think that yes they're always competitive at the 500 but i genuinely think that there is a certain level of like there's going to be a certain wow factor this year mm-hmm. and so definitely joseph's going to be looking to do that i think will is going to be looking to make a comeback from from last season i think last season was not i wouldn't say a bad because i think I think what he finished maybe six. So I, I would say mm-hmm. that he himself is a good driver, but I think on comparing himself to what he's done in the past, I think he's definitely going to be looking to make a comeback, make his name known again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to be pretty fierce this season. I think Scotty Mack, my fave, <laughs> I think he, you know, he's just an incredible, incredible person, incredible mm-hmm. driver. And so I, I'm really excited to see what he does, especially because he, last season um finished third i think he was the he was the highest or no did he finish second or third i have to check he was the highest performing um penske driver oh Uh, okay and he's the he's basically the he's not a rookie but he's the rookie of all, all of the penske drivers because he's been at the team the shortest amount and so i think that confidence going into this season is going to be really cool I think we're seeing, I think Hugos Hollinger mm-hmm. is going to be um, a really interesting team for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> because I know I'm wearing their name, but yeah. I'm also wearing Callum's name, so I have to defend his honor. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I think they made a, they, I think they made a really bad decision saying goodbye to Callum. Mm. And I think the introduction of Grosjean with Canapino 
who is their other driver, um, an Argentinian. The uh, team is owned by Roberto, who goes, who's Argentinian. Mm -hmm. And so Augustine Canapino is basically, it's it's like, it's an Aston Martin situation where Canapino is not the son, but he's the Argentinian of the team. Uh, And we have Ramon Grosjean coming in who is um, not super well-regarded in any car right now for the amount of, of crashes he's caused lately. Mm, right. So I think that's going to be really interesting to watch. Like, like kind of, I feel like maybe that's going to just fall apart a little bit and yeah. I'm a little bit happy about it, yeah. but, you know, so- it's okay. Maintaining composure. I think Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing is going to, I think they're going to uh, succeed expectations this year. I think coming into this season, I don't think a lot of people are expecting as much as as we'll see from them. We have mm-hmm. obviously the introduction of Pietro Fittipaldi. We have Paul mm-hmm. is is still there. Um, we have Christian Lundgaard, who is a who is a name that's floated around um, F one before. We've seen mm-hmm. we see him at that team. We have um, Bobby Rahal, man, fantastic. He runs mm-hmm. his he runs that operation like a Dumbledore. ship. Dumbledore, mm-hmm. basically, yeah, yeah, Dumbledore. He runs that operation like a ship. So I'm really excited to to see kind of what what they have going into that. And so literally Excellent. the amount of driver changes, we have the introduction of um, Marcus Armstrong, who's another name that's floated around. F1 is, has a full-time seat at Chip Ganassi where we only saw him doing ovals. Oh, so okay. Mm-hmm. Ovals, okay. Where we saw him doing everything but ovals before we are now mm-hmm. seeing him doing ovals as well. So we're going to see him try and qualify for the Indy 500. That's going to be really, really sweet to see. We have the introduction of uh, Linus Lundqvist, um, who is coming from Indy Next, which is basically Formula yeah. 2 of, of yeah. AFR. Um, and so we have that step up. Um, mm-hmm. We have Tom Blumkvist, who is, um, is, who's, I think, going to Myra Shank. It's a name mm-hmm. that, that's floated around. So we literally have all these yeah. really incredible transitions. These team dynamics are changing. But I think everybody is going into this season just – you know, they all they basically all have to start over their mindset, especially yeah. considering mm. the the technical changes, which are gonna be really cool. And I, I wish I, I had more to more to say kind of on on the technical changes. I actually did an interview with Matt, so a little bit of a shameless self plug. Hey, there, hey, there, there we go. go. Hey. Nope, nope. It's all good. really curious about about the technical changes episode 13 or race ready, but um but no, the technical changes are going to be really cool. So we've see, we're seeing so many dynamic shift this mm-hmm. season. I'm so excited to watch. I'm, I'm excited so too. Watch. Yeah. So so just hearing all this, like, has there been a has there been an off season like this as far as like driver swaps, all this kind of stuff, as prolific as this in the past? Because this is crazy. Like there, there's a lot of competing storylines here, and like if you if you like honestly like coming if you were watching last season right, and then you come in this season and you look at the grid, you're just like, what the heck happened? That's that's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. I think this season is going to be much more exciting than last season. Last mm-hmm. season was exciting. We saw Joseph Newgarden's Indy 500 win, which yeah, like right. honestly highlight. He's such great guy. Like he, when I was at Iowa, he won the doubleheader, and I ran into him both times after he had won the races. His his smile doesn't falter when he wins. <laughs> it's just like, I know it's like, oh, like obviously like he's won, but truly like, it's just so really precious to see. Like he's always so grateful. When yeah. he wins. Um, and so, you know, I think this season is going to be a lot more interesting. Not in, not to my knowledge, have we seen something so prolific? I'm sure we have in the past, but mm-hmm. 
back to kind of what I've seen, what I've researched, like this is going to be yeah. a huge one, especially in the context of uh, the quote unquote motorsport boom that's happening yeah. right now. I think everything's literally very much lining up at the right time. Absolutely. Nice. So in short, what I'm hearing is that if you haven't jumped on the IndyCar bandwagon or the IndyCar train or choo-choo, whatever you want to call it, this is the time <laughs> to do it because like everything's changed. You can just pick a new driver, pick a team, whatever, and just stick with it, right? And also um, like yeah. additionally, and I think this is something that not can't be said about Formula One, but yeah. just like I think this is something that's really cool about IndyCar is that you cannot choose a bad driver to support. Yeah. It's going back to, you know, level of respect and just – Kind of that atmosphere you can, and coming from you know the people i've met i've met a ton of the grid you cannot support a wrong driver because they are literally just all in this because they are passionate about what they're doing and they just really want to be the best that is possible with the resources mm-hmm. they're offered so genuinely you can spin a wheel pick a team at race <laughs> pick it, like you know the only reason that i'm into indycar is because i, I thought mclaren was familiar yeah spoke spanish i speak spanish like bada bing bada boom he's yeah 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 but genuinely like spin a wheel at random and you're gonna find something so enticing about this season for sure yeah that's excellent except for grosjean right he's the guy (laughs) (laughs) i have a a soft spot for grosjean you know i i supported him when he was in f1 and everyone was like i mean he's part of the reason why f1 drivers have like therapists now and yeah, like concerts because after he like you know chucked his like yeeted his car over fernando alonso at the beginning of spa in like 2012 mm-hmm. and like he like he destroyed his title chance for one and like everyone was blaming grosjean because they're like oh he's such a novice he doesn't know what he's doing and like he went to a really dark place and it was not awesome and so he had to build himself out of that and i remember at the time like i was like, uh, you know, I always had a soft spot for Grosjean. And I remember when he went into IndyCar, like that first, you know, couple seasons or the first season, it was like, oh, like, you know, he was actually doing like pretty good. He was getting some good finishes and mm-hmm. like people generally, generally seemed to like him. But then like just things started to sour in the team. He started getting into accidents that were like maybe yes, like, you know, either his or his not his fault. And like it just started to really kind of put in some rot that he had to get out. So I'm at least I mean, I know I can't. I, I understand, like, I know, like, Callum, you know, is, was your, was your dude. Um, but part of me is still a little glad that Grosjean's getting a chance to continue to try in this, in this sport. Cause I think like it, it's something he, I think it's something that could suit him. Um, because I mean, he, I, he's not coming back to formula one anytime soon. So, yeah, um, I'm actually, I'm really glad that he's back grid because like you said, his first, you know, season and a half went super well for him. I think mm-hmm. he has really strong potential um in indycar i think it's going to be really interesting to see um how that potential suits who goes hollinger yeah mm-hmm. right <laughs> you know it's a bit of it's a bit of a, a lance stroll fernanda situation but i no, i'm really i'm really happy he's yeah. he's back on the grid yes Calvin, yeah. my boy but yeah. you know it's okay everyone has to go <laughs> on their own adventures but actually yeah like genuinely it's it's just gonna be such yeah. such a good season and he and roman himself does really good interviews because he calls himself the phoenix like rising from yeah. The yeah 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 i really have that hat with my like my favorite driver of all time um juan manuel Correa, who mm-hmm. is um i'm sure you've heard of the antoine hubert accident 
he was involved in yes. that. Yeah. He's in mm. he's in F2 now. But mm. he basically he was involved in the accident, had to completely like rehabilitate, learn yeah. how to walk again, learn how to drive again, and is now back in F2. Like and just no like personally, like I've come from a place where like rehabilitation has been part of my life. Mm-hmm. Seeing yeah. that rise and then seeing like the interviews he gives where he talks about like he's he got the hate of like you know, you caused this guy's death when you didn't. Like, yeah. seeing that rise, yeah. that conversation with Grosjean is so good. I implore people to watch wow. it. Wow. Like, yeah. uh, incredible. I, I, like, have um, an autograph card from him because you can write to Prema to send mm-hmm. you autograph cards. Cool. And I got one from, like, I bought, like, a one mono career like, hoodie, and I got one in the mail, and it's, like, my prized possession. That's like, great. Crazy, That's great. But, no, for sure. Like, I think Roman is going to have a really, a really interesting time this season. Okay. I'll give that. Yeah, I'm going to be watching him. Uh, Reagan, speaking of uh, teams and drivers, uh, I think, I, I don't know, unless Streets, unless there's anything else you want to in- interject, I feel no. like now is the time for the time Reagan to unveil her F1 challenger, grid challenger. Uh, team driver Ready. and car. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, like it's something that we we Andres and I like to do with all of our guests. Uh, I think there's only one guest that we didn't do that with, and that was Damon. Um, but we like to ask everybody that we have on the podcast that if you were to run a Formula One team, you know what would be your title sponsors? What would be the car that you drive and like you can pick any era of f1 car you want like if it was a specific one that you want it's a specific one that you like like i can you know i can accommodate that um <laughs> and also um what who your driver or drivers are and i will say you could actually go the direction of just and just pull an andretti cadillac and just say Forget it. I'm not adhering to F1 rules. I'm going to drive an IndyCar during this. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. If you want to do an IndyCar team rather than an F1 team, go for yeah. it. I mean, just to show the FIA who's We can, we can boss. make it happen. <laughs> okay. I'm very, I'm very prepared. I've been, I've been waiting for this moment. Okay. <laughs> so, let me give my reasoning. This is going okay. to sound basic, but the air of car that I would choose is mm. the hybrid car. Why? Good okay. question. Because that is, that's where my love for formula one started okay all right and though i love watching the old races and i love like the 1990s williams like i'm obsessed with it all but i I just genuinely think going back to my roots that's the car that i fell in love with i do like like the 2020 hybrid era or like these newest ones i think i think like the 20 2020 2021 Okay. okay Okay. Like kind of just right in that transition. Good looking cars. That's where my love was. That's where my love was found. And so that's, that's where I want, I want my, my love to be. Perfect. Okay. Drivers. I have a, I have a reserve driver too. Oh, okay. Yes. Excellent. Okay. So driver number one, I would have to say would be, and this is going to sound crazy, but bear with me. Logan Sargent. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Team, All right, Logan. It's <laughs> not about winning. My team is not about winning championships. Okay. It's about forming bonds. Okay. And okay. I am all okay. about education these days. Okay. And so I think it would be really cool 
if I got Logan Sargent on my team so I could media train him to give a TED talk about what a kilometer is. <laughs> All right. Okay. Logan on my team. Okay. Oh, that hits me in my heart so well. Like that that that's that's close to home for me. <laughs> one day, one day you will literally see a TED talk and Logan Sargent will be saying, This is how I learned what a kilometer was. And it will be <laughs> thanks to Reagan and her expert team when she was on Fufo. And she okay. made and she hired me as a driver. Oh my god! Could you imagine him on stage? He's like, "Hi." Oh, I have ideas he's, already in my. He's got head. the whole like you know you know how presenters they always have their hands up. And he's like, "Hi, I'm Logan Sargent. I'm here to talk to you today about kilometers. Mm -hmm. What's a kilometer?" Turns stage left. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Because no, I know this. I know that man would get on stage and do one of those like you know how whenever a speaker's speaking, he's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, and like it the, really the, like, hit precisely. on the point. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. That's what he would do. That's what he would do. And okay. the only reason I want him on my team is so that I could force him to do media, and that would be his media training. Is literally just that TED talk. That's amazing. <laughs> Number two, Jensen Button. Mm. Mm. My compliments mm. to the show. because mm. I love Jensen Button. Oh There's yeah, so no do we. other reason. Jensen Button has my heart and soul. And I was going to, when I was thinking, when I was reflecting on what I was going to do with this mm. team, I was mm -hmm. like, do I want to go for like the most stacked team alive? And then I just thought, no, I'm coming <laughs> out with a bang. I'm going to make something so outlandish mm -hmm. that people will have no choice to support it mm -hmm. because it's not a bad team. This is true. It's an underdog. It's an underdog. Yeah. Right. Right. People love an underdog, and they are. It's it, it's not a hateable pair of drivers. Now we have Logan Sargent giving TED talks, <laughs> and we have Jensen Button just just being Jensen Button. Yeah, just being Jensen Button. Beautiful. Taking yeah. his kids to the park, <clears throat> driving uh, endurance racing. Yeah. No, we love Jensen Button. Didn't didn't you have Jensen on your racing yeah. team, Adrius? It was Jensen Button and uh, Julian Palmer. I yeah, think, Julian right? Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Those are, two I are we are we gonna have to are we gonna have a contract battle for Jensen? I, <laughs> the good thing is know. is that my lawyers are also part time graphic designers. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need I, you know what I need. You know what you should do. Don't Photoshop my car. Photoshop Jensen Button over the Oscar Piastri announcement, and then make it the name <laughs> of my team. Just be like, um. I'm not driving for either of you guys. It's <laughs> yeah. excellent. Right, I'll, I'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I come up with. I already have some ideas based on what you're saying. So yeah, this is beautiful. We're gonna see. I just need the title sponsors now. We just need. Oh well, we need to know your reserve driver too. My yes, reserve yes. driver. Great question. My reserve driver is when I finally went. You know what? I think I need. I think I need like a actual like future talent. So my reserve driver is Kimi Antonelli. Okay. okay. Kimi Antonelli is in is about to be in F2 with Prema. Mm -hmm. He skipped F3 because he's yeah. amazing with that. I've been following Kimi for what, two, three years? Mm -hmm. Since like he was like, you know, very first like championship, like mm -hmm. mini category on the cute Italian 15 yeah. year old. Fresh faced yeah. and you know. <laughs> no, hasn't hasn't been impacted by the world yet. That that Kimi Antonelli. But when he comes to join my team, when he comes to join my team. Kimmy Antonelli as a reserve driver, you know what his duties are? Just making us Italian food. <laughs> Love it. 
<laughs> Love and, it. and their catering budget is no match for my <laughs> Kimmy Antonelli. We are checking. <laughs> we are checking. So there's like a video of him like trying to differentiate like Neapolitan pizza versus mm-hmm. like a different type of pizza. Mm-hmm. That's the Kimmy Antonelli that's going to be my reserve driver. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. It's just going to be, we need that Italian influence because Italian food's my favorite food. So we have the American, mm-hmm. we have the Brit, and we have the Italian. That's there beautiful. There you go. I love okay. it. I love it. I like it. With, yeah. With I, it Logan was, Sargent I, bringing the, uh, the, the ice, uh, Arnold Palmer's, right? Because that's his favorite drink. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and the, the Eminem like, lyrics. The, 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 you know, the, the golf pedigree. Yeah. You know? We have, we have, um, what's, Oh, we have Lose Yourself, which is Logan Sargent's hype, hype there, there of song there you on go. one side of the spectrum. And then we have Bella Chow. <laughs> yeah. I uh I, I heard I saw online this morning about um uh, uh Kimmy uh being a possible uh, oh recruit for Mercedes in 2025. Yes. Yes. I saw a meme for that. That was like Kimmy Antonelli's face when he sees that F1 has posted the 17-year-old as a future replacement for Mercedes. And I was like... <laughs> he probably yeah. still like... No, he probably woke up to like five of his friends sending that to him and yeah. was like, oh no yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like are we gonna manifest this oh yeah. no yeah <laughs> i don't know if are i'm we, ready are we sure? <laughs> all right well that's that's so, okay that's perfect so we got ted talks we've got button logan and uh this new young hotshot italian driver I, um i feel like i need to take a guess as to who your title sponsors are though it's it's gonna be like tedx sparrow like that that that's, that's the vibe I'm getting, but I could be wrong. Let's 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 hear what you had. You said education, so could it be education connection? Um, maybe uh, hooked on phonics. Uh, there's lots of fun stuff out there. Muzzy, <laughs> muzzy. Like so far off, but I'm really loving this. Okay, okay. My title sponsor is Spotify. Okay, Ooh. okay, 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 okay. I really like music. Like, uh-huh. like it's actually really bad. My Spotify raps last year was like forty five thousand minutes. Ooh. Oh wow! Which Dang. I think fifty thousand minutes. Like I've seen people do worse than me, but yeah. for somebody who's like at a boarding school and has no time on her hands, forty five thousand minutes is crazy. <laughs> like it's actually insane. And so I was like, you know what? They're gonna start paying me. Mm-hmm. So you know, Spotify okay. is my okay. sponsor. All right. Okay. Um, but I, it's also just because I really want my team to have those I to make it into the F1 compilations of iconic radio moments mm-hmm. where they just have to sing everything because we're <laughs> sponsored by Spotify. Every radio <laughs> is just like box box. <laughs> <laughs> and we have like we have this like, is how like like wicka wicka slide and yeah. it's like you know, just radio announcements like you're gonna want a pit it's plan b like, <laughs> like let's talk about tires baby i love it let's talk about one two three so yeah, that's great yeah so do you want to pick okay so are you gonna go just spotify or are you gonna go for like a v card situation here and have visa oh, cash app oh, oh oh yeah there's more let's go. yeah okay, she so said there's more yeah okay hmm. My second sponsor is actually a really wholesome one. This one isn't funny. So the foundation for the the condition that I have is called the Hereditary Neuropathy Foundation. It's a really long name, but I think it would be really nice if they were a part sponsor of my entire situation going on over here. Mm. 
Okay. Well, so I right. really like to see. They also have a pretty cool logo too. So I'd really like to see them like on the front wing. I okay. Think I like it. Really cool. All right. Okay. All right. Spotify. And then my final okay. sponsor. Uh huh. Back to funniness. Because if you asked any one of my friends, what is my defining trait? They would say, Reagan, you drink way too much Coca Cola. So once again, instead of having Red Bulls, instead of having Monster Energies, yeah. Logan Sargent and Jensen Button are chilling on a couch with Kimmy Antonelli swigging back some Coca Cola. Okay. Okay. We talking Coke Zero? We talking yeah. glass bottle Coke? Cherry Coke, vanilla Coke? Like classic. Are we getting that polar bear from Christmas time involved oh, here? Yeah. Ooh, the polar bear from Christmas. Yes. I forgot about that. Okay. All right. I'd love to see it. Yeah, the wheels are churning. All right. Okay. I'm liking that. This is it for me. This is fun because this mm -hmm. feels like a challenge mm -hmm. and a challenge that I want to tackle. So um, we might be getting a few a few photoshops out of this one. Oh, uh, yeah. my team name is actually really funny. My team name is can't DTS F1 team. Can't teach. I can't. <laughs> because I thought that I didn't want to do a visa cash app situation yeah. and just do the entire thing. But I think it's actually really funny because I personally do not have my driver's license. So I literally can't drive to survive. So <laughs> I am a motorsport just, fan. Yeah. So in retrospect, can't DTS F1 team. Love it. Is it is it can't DTS Spotify Coca Cola F1 team? Like no, they just have just to be can't... there. They're okay. not like I don't really okay. have title sponsors as much as they just pay me a lot of money. Okay, gotcha. Okay, okay. They're in the background. Okay. okay, can't DTS. Oh, that's great. Or we okay. can do like they a can't F1 to... team DTS, right? Like, they don't even great. have to pay me per se. They just need to provide me free services. So like that's I don't cool. want to pay Spotify Premium. I want normal. Like I want. You just Spotify yeah. Premium. What if that's what if that's how you paid Sergeant? You're like, hey, no, that's hey, how bro. I pay Sergeant. You <laughs> hey, guys. to listen to lose yourself ad free, like. <laughs> Hey, sign with us. You get ad-free Spotify, all the Coke you can drink. Exactly. Right, and you get, to, you get to meet the Christmas polar bear, too. So. Exactly. Exactly. And you get to fundraise, which is part yeah. of your clause. Make oh, the, yeah. Make, yeah. Make, the, make those Cokes Arnold Palmer's, and I'm in. You have to fundraise okay. $500,000 to leave this team. <laughs> I, I, this, is, this, is a, this is an interesting – Very. some serious. interesting contract stuff happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm into it, though. Yeah. You got to give a TED Talk – you yeah. got to raise for charity. You've got to listen to a, a certain amount of song for fifty thousand minutes. This is great. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm into it. Okay, and yeah. and and twenty like twenty 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 one F card F one mm -hmm. cards. I actually really like the way those look too. Those yeah. are that classic black those are Mercedes some sleek mm. designs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I've got an idea for the polar bears and for the coke cans. I've got an idea. We should talk. Oh yeah, I can we'll imagine. Talk. Uh, you know, you, you know how like Red Bull has the Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez on the can, and Sergio does not look anything like himself on the yes. can. He looks like really bloated. It's like this not a real person. Um, I can imagine the Coca Cola cans having like you know Jensen Button and uh, Logan Sargent and uh, Kimmy on there, like just like with the polar I will, bear. I you know, see, I want to see them try and replicate Kimmy Antonelli's like cute curly hair. Yeah. Like, on like the cylinder of a Coke can. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how that works. Uh, oh, that's excellent. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what can be done. Right. Um, oh yeah. No. That's wonderful. Okay. I love that. Uh, well, Reagan, I just got to say, this has been 
such a special treat to sit down with you and pick your brain about IndyCar and just get your thoughts on what this next season is going to look like. Because like Gabe and I, for sure, watching the season, it is, I mean, we're attending Mid-Ohio again this year. That's the plan. Hopefully we can do some other races, but this is just so, so cool. And hey, if you make it out to Mid-Ohio, it'd be, it'd be great to do like a collab, like a live collab. It, like it, this is such a fun or, sport. Yeah. Um, I'm also trying to get Idris up to Portland too for the Portland race at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, cause it, like or both of them are, that would be fun. Oregon yeah. is, Oregon is, is it, it is very fun. There's lots of really amazing things to do. You're always close to some really awesome nature. Uh, like there's plenty of hikes, there's plenty of places like you're only an hour away from the, the coast, you know, so you can go see the ocean in a day. Yeah, it's it's great. And the track is super cool. It's very mm-hmm. old school, very scrappy kind of 70s. I mean, so does so is mid Ohio. They kind of have this sort of old school vibe yeah. to the tracks, right? It just feels very lo fi. It's 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 cool. Yeah, no, they're great. But I mean, hopefully yeah. that is a I want to manifest that moment. Hopefully that is something that mm-hmm. will happen in the future, because like, I, I mean, like every all of the friends, everybody that I've met throughout this motorsport, like I like it would be super fun to be able to like go to an actual race and hang out with in real life. Like that's, that's yeah. the goal. Like we yeah. got a little bit of that with Shannon and Tenali. Um, we're planning to doing that more. Um, and uh, same with, same with you, Reagan. I mean, we're, yeah. we're, we're really glad that, that we, we got a chance to talk to you and meet you and, and become friends. Like this is, this yeah. is great. This is literally so yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So Reagan, where can the people find you and, and what are you up to? Find me uh just at Race Roadie on Instagram. I'm I'm blessed to have a non-complex handle. Thank you, Instagram. <laughs> um, and then just Race Roadie, Race Roadie by Reagan uh, on on Spotify. Um, hopefully we're we're gonna try and try and pursue some blogging maybe. So okay, like that in, the, in the near future and yeah, just check them out. I'm I'm really I'm really proud with with what I've done with Race Roadie. I'm really proud as you guys said of, of the people I've met, the friends I've made. So yeah, if you yeah. if you want any part of that environment yeah just feel free to check it out as the friends we made along the way right that's right <laughs> yep. that was the key yeah that's perfect all right folks thanks for listening to f1 or f off you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts uh, if you want to hit us up you can find us on instagram twitter uh what else we got youtube um blue threads. sky threads all of oh it. we on blue sky we can get on blue sky oh they I, opened I think, it up i think we have a blue sky either way we'll be on blue sky soon we'll so blue sky soon. make yeah. sure you're looking out for us there uh you can all also email us at f1 or f off podcast at gmail.com and give us a five star review because that helps us out or four and a half if you know like if you're in the lore if you're in the foofoo if foo-foo, you're in the lore foo-foo, foo-foo lore <laughs> you know <laughs> yes. all right thanks y'all tell your friends tell your family take care bye, bye.